2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. We trust that what we hold in these 66 books was literally given as revelation from God himself to mankind. But there are those who doubt. (laughs) I'm here at the Museum of the Bible and I wanted to look at the Word of God right here in the Museum of the Bible to kind of understand a little bit more about the preservation and the inspiration of God's Word. And joining me to talk about that is my new friend Garrett Hinton. He is the CRO of Museum of the Bible and I am really blown away by his knowledge of biblical studies. Uh, you're, you're gonna be in for a great treat today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation as we talk about the Word of God. We are telling the world and all languages about Jesus. Wow. And you can see semi-real-time all of the translations that exist on the planet in every single major language, every single one. I got to meet one of the rabbis here doing like the the names for people and then telling them what their name means. And I was like, what a ministry in and of itself that is to individuals to to, to speak into their life and say, your name has meaning, it has value. The Tell Dan Steel, where it talks about the city of David. And that's the very first time that you can say unequivocally that David was a real person. He's been acknowledged here. Welcome to the Creation Today Show where we bring together interviews with experts and solid Bible teaching. Your host, Eric Hoven, affirms the ultimate authority of God's Word, the truth of creation, and why it matters to you. Gary, thanks so much for hanging out with me today, hey, sir. I appreciate my it. My pleasure. Thanks for Very, having me. You are the CRO at Museum of the Bible in yes. Washington, D.C. What an incredible place to live and to do ministry out of a place like this. This is this is awesome. Not not bad for a Florida boy. <laughs> yeah, a fellow Floridian. I <laughs> yes, love this. Exactly. Finding myself in in this city. It's yeah, it's amazing. And you got to tell me real quick, okay, yeah. what led you to here? Uh, I oh. chatted with you a few weeks ago and was blown away with your with your knowledge of the Bible and your your understanding of all the way down to the very foundation. Now, you're setting me up. You I, keep going back to this breadth of knowledge of the you Bible. Are, now, man. Easy, I'm telling easy you. on that. That's where you this is your show. <laughs> you're providing that. I'll sprinkle in a little uh, a few drops well, here. I've enjoyed the so, sprinkling that okay. I've got so <laughs> right, far. It's great, been great. Very, very good. That's what I have to offer. Uh, tell us real quick yeah. how you got to where you're at now. Yes, yeah, so I'll give you the uh, the very short story. So my background would have been in engineering. I I grew up in a family business and machine shop um, has nothing to do with running an attraction or tourism <laughs> or anything like that. Um, as the Lord had it, uh, I transitioned from that into tourism uh, and I was working for a large faith-based tour operator here in the United States for a year and a half or so. Um, after that, I had the opportunity to move back home to Florida. That that job was in California. Florida. Baby. Yeah, back to yeah. Florida. Um, And uh, from there, I I had an opportunity to work with the government of Ireland. So now people look at me, my coloring, they're like, are you, you must be Irish or something. How does that work out? (laughs) I'm not. Uh, I'm sure, you know, there's some lineage somewhere, you know, many, many generations ago, but uh, no roots or anything to speak of. It was just an opportunity that, again, the Lord gave me. And um, I look at what I do now and... While I was in the moment, it was a fun job. I loved it. It's, it um, kind of felt weird taking pay for that job because it was so <laughs> fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so 
when I, when I look at what I did then in that job for several years, um, and I look at what I do now, I, I, I very clearly see the Lord laying the foundation for all the things that I'm doing now. And oftentimes I find myself, I'll, I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm going, wait, we, like this, 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 this is knowledge that I can pull from that it's so nuanced. Like there's no other job on the planet that I could have had that could have allowed me to answer these types of questions or, or give these types of examples or things like that. So it's really interesting to see where I've come from engineering all the way to uh, being in tourism, uh, helping to run an amazing attraction here in Washington, DC. I call it an attraction. It's obviously a museum. There's, there's my tour operator. Yeah, exactly. There's my tour operator coming but in. It where is. It is an attraction. What an attraction yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite, it's been quite the ride and it's uh, very uh, humbling um, sometimes frustrating because I, I feel like early in my late twenties and thirties that not fully trusting the Lord and what he's got planned, uh, which I still struggle with now, of <laughs> course, I think all, we all, don't right? We all, yes. Um, what are you doing? God? Not seeing what's, what is being put in place and then, uh, not arriving, but getting to a spot, I think in my faith and just in my career when I can look back and go, Wow. Like I could have, I could have enjoyed that so much more if I had had that faith wow. then that Going hopefully I have a bit more now. Yes, um, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's interesting how all those things get woven together. And how did Museum of the Bible come about? I remember when you guys opened several years mm. ago, I've been, I wanted to get here ever since it opened. I felt like a bad Christian for not coming. By the way, <laughs> if you don't come, you know, maybe you're a bad Christian. You got to come to Museum of the Bible. Shame. Shame. Yeah, shame. <laughs> we can um, guilt them into coming. Well, that, so that's a, that's a very big story. And part of it really isn't my story to tell. Uh, I think that that's, uh, some of it is my boss, uh, our CEO, Harry Hargrave. Some of that's his story to tell. He's the one who uh, found the building, um, helped to broker the purchase of the building, oversaw a lot of the construction of the building. Um, and the story that he tells, uh, I mean, I, I get goosebumps even thinking about it in my mind right now, um, is completely divine. Wow. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And he would say the exact same thing. Wow. The way that uh, chronologically things lined up with his travel during that time period in the early 2010s. Um, yeah, that's the Lord orchestrating that as um, the Green family was looking for where do we put a museum of the Bible, right? And then um, I was asked a really interesting question. And it, I mean, yeah, I was asked an interesting question on a previous podcast. And it was like, why a museum of the Bible? Like what, you know, what's the... I was going to ask, what? what's the inspiration for yeah. it? I was, well, mine wasn't quite that good, but, you know, I was, I was getting close and to I, that. And I think, sorry, I'm not trying to ask you no, questions No, no, it's for good. You, Go for but it. But when we talk about the, you know, how the building came to be and all these other things, well, I think you have to start with the why. And they asked a very good question. Well, why a museum of the Bible? And I didn't, I wasn't prepared for that question. But in the moment, I'm thinking, well, why, why not? Why not? Yeah. Like you have an American history museum. You have a Holocaust museum. You have all of these museums. And that's just here in DC. You have museums all over the world. Well, what is more deserving of a museum than literally the word of God? I don't like, so that this is, is the first of its kind. Yes. Is, yeah. Yeah. The, and which that blows my mind that this is the first of its kind. Mm. I mean, there's, there's places that have different manuscripts and things yes, like that, but right. nothing literally dedicated the entire yeah. place to the Word of God. I don't know any, I don't know another place that has what the Museum of the Bible has other than maybe 
the state of Israel. Wow. The Israeli Antiquity Authority, like, you mean, you go there, obviously they have some amazing things. We have a great partnership with them. They loan us things all the time. And so we have a gallery here yes. that's sponsored by them. But um, in the United States, I certainly can't think of a place, uh, and I, I honestly can't think of a place around the world that has what Museum of the Bible has. So well, I want to get into some of that yeah. and talk about the preservation of the text. But real quick before I do, Obviously, why not have a museum of the Bible? But do you do you know real quick the the, the background of what inspired uh, the Green family to say we're going to do this? We're going to we're going to is it is it was it a number of people? Was it mainly the Green family that really inspired? Uh, well, God I would say I would say this, and again, I'm getting into things where I you know I may not know the full story, but I would have to say that the spark is there with the Green family, um, and then you see the amount of people that have come around this project. Um, it isn't just one family at the end. So when you walk through the museum, like on the first floor, for example, uh, you have our wall of stone, you have mm -hmm. our wall of gratitude. Those are all families who stepped up and said, we fully believe in this yeah. and we believe in it so much that we are going to help build this place and wow. keep it running. So yes, while I would say the Lord has clearly given the Green family the spark and the means to do something like this, you have the whole of the body sort of coming around and being members, bringing their friends and family and um, obviously donating to help not only yeah. build this place, but keep it open and running. Well, it's, it truly is amazing. So yeah. thank you guys for the work that you guys do. Yeah. It's an honor. All right. So uh, do I hold the word <laughs> of God, Garrett? What's, uh, you are here at Museum of the Bible and I have been brought up memorizing this studying this. Yeah. I didn't I didn't do like, you know, in, in old Israel where you had to memorize the first five books of the Bible by the time you were five. I didn't have that, but I did. I had to memorize all of first and second Timothy in school. I went through the Awana program, lots of yeah. Bible memorization. I learned to love this word and the older I get, the more I go, oh my goodness, this is this is it. So tell me Tell me your thoughts on, do I have the Word of God here? What, what do we got? I would say that absolutely you're holding the Word of God, the holy inspired Word of God. Mm -hmm. um, I, there's a, a little bit of a, a joke, uh, and you may, you may start to, f to see uh, where I land maybe on my personal beliefs here, but um, there is a, a pastor that said, um, they were talking about hearing a word from God and all of those types of things, uh, which of course, you know, on, you, you get promptings and things like that, but hearing the audible, you know, I, right. I heard the audible uh, voice of God. And he said, do you want to hear the audible voice of God? Read your Bible out loud. Like <laughs> That's so that true. is, I mean, if you believe <laughs> that this is the word of God, then it, you have it in your hands and you can read it out loud. Or you can Hear even have it read God. to you. Or you can have I it read mean, to my you. My goodness, we yeah. got you version now, right? <laughs> yes. Which they have an exhibit here. They do. We, yeah, actually... <sighs> um, so they're, uh, they, they participate in more ways than that. Actually, that's uh, they're on our board here. Wow. Um, so they've been around uh, since the beginning. Actually, we have on the fourth floor, we have the very first U-version, uh, uh, or sorry, the very first phone that had U-version on it. <laughs> so they, gave, they, they loaned it to us, donated. I'm not sure if it's a loan or if they've given that to us in our collection, but it's there on display. And you can see the original iPhone that had the very first Uversion app ever installed on it. That so, is cool. I remember yeah. when they launched that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's 
that has changed the that has changed the world really with with you yeah. version and making it available in so that's many right. countries. That's right, and that's part of the that's part of the story we tell on the fourth floor is that you're when you when you go into the gallery. I mean, you're starting from um, I will get this wrong. So <laughs> you're starting in multiple thousands of years BC, and you're winding up as you exit the gallery with the Modern iPhone day. on yes. display with you version and how far we've come. And now you can you know you can get your favorite person to read you the Bible on you version <laughs> yes, now. You it's, yeah, it's an amazing thing. All right, you guys talk a lot about or have a lot of manuscripts that help document the, really the, the preservation of God's word. And that is, uh, I, part of me wishes I just had everything you guys had here memorized. I, I got to meet one of the rabbis here doing like the, <laughs> the names for people yeah. and then telling them what their name means. And I was like, what a ministry in and of itself that yeah. is to individuals to, 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 to speak into their life and say, your name has meaning, it has value. Here's what that name means. I sat there and watched 20 people go through as he was so patient. He was already supposed to be gone. And he literally would write their name. Tell me your name. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you know what that means? And he would just <laughs> engage with them. So I wish I had all that knowledge. I'm not there yet. Yep. But give, can you give me an overview of some of the things that you guys have on display here that help, help demonstrate, help show God really did preserve his word for mankind? Yeah, a few things come to mind. Um, one of them that I was, again, in, in my lack of knowledge. Now, you said I have all this knowledge. My lack <laughs> of knowledge um, not even not understanding that it wasn't until the mid 90s and i hope i haven't got that right mid 1990s um that people still questioned whether david was a real person or not now again being a in christian in 1990s, 1990s still wondering whether yeah. psalms was written by david and it's, whether he really existed whether he really existed or not it's amazing and it wasn't until uh the mid 1990s um they're in israel and here's the abbreviated story now my lack of knowledge but we have a a, a small uh case that talks about this finding where uh when they're excavating in in israel they find uh this uh, I, I will get this wrong i almost don't want to say it out loud um i believe it's the tell dan steel i could that's be wrong yeah. i think that's it where yeah. it talks about the city of david and that's the very first time that you can say unequivocally that David was a real person. He's been acknowledged here. But wow. prior to that, there, there really wasn't anything that existed to where you could say that he was a real person other than your Bible. Yeah. Right? Which so, yeah, this is good enough for me. But obviously <laughs> for the skeptic, maybe not, maybe not so good. But obviously, too, you, you find... Um, uh, for the skeptic, you're you're on to the next thing. Okay, well, yeah, all right. Okay. But what about you know this? It's always the whataboutisms, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I do find that interesting. That if you if you took a skeptic and said, okay, give me all your objections, and they yeah. list a hundred. If you said, okay, let's answer fifty. Are you fifty percent less skeptical now? Exactly. They'd say no. I'm no. still hundred percent skeptical. Right. That's right. Even though all of those have been answered. Well, you think about uh, Lazarus uh, going to going to Hades and begging just just send someone back let me yes. come back just for a little bit yes. just to tell them that this is real and it's like you have the prophets you have everyone saying you all this like all this. you have all of this so no it's human nature like yeah. it's if and again here's my my personal opinion on these things unless it's given to you mm. you won't have it and that seems to be exactly what the scriptures say it's a gift of God. That's right. It is interesting when, when, when they literally say, you know, send, send Lazarus back. And he says, if a man arrives from the dead, they won't believe. That's right. 
And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, time Jesus and time raised, again, right? Jesus raised people from the dead. <laughs> right. Jesus himself yeah. is raised from the dead. Yeah. And today there are people that say, I do not believe. That's exactly right. Wow. Um, okay. The preservation of the text. So we have yes. this hell Dan steel. We have the, the house of David mentioned. Do you have any other things that you think of in the museum that you go, that's a little nugget that I go, wow, right there. God is preserving his word through that. I mean, cause you've got it on, you got it written in stone. You've yeah. got it written in on, uh, is it papyrus that you guys are like? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about some of the, the ways it's been preserved? Sure. And I, I think you're going to see where I'm more bent to because I, I walk by those things and I think they're amazing that this is one of the only places that, that this piece of papyrus exists in the world <laughs> That's and how yes. old it is. And it, uh, and it's sitting right this, here, like it's, it's sitting a few I, hundred feet from us. And so guilty as charged, uh, I, um, I take that for granted. Uh, I think when you, when you start working here, mm. uh, you're overwhelmed by it at first. And then, you know, you're putting your head down, you're off doing yep. your job. And every now and then I get a moment to take a breath, walk out of my office. And this is the great part is I walk out of my office and I'm in the Museum of the Bible. Yeah. And I can go and be refreshed, honestly, and then take five minutes and then go back to work. Uh, so when you walk by those things time and time and time again, um, you do start to take it for granted that mm. you have this here and this is why you're here, right? It's, it's yes. amazing. Um, but so w where my mind goes, I'm, I'm, I'm such the, the guy or the little, I'm the, I'm the little boy, right? <laughs> I love the, um, uh, not so much the, uh, I don't want to take this the wrong way, not so much of the text, but like in the Israeli Antiquities Authority exhibit, uh, we have like the arrowheads um, from the siege at Lachish. And we obviously know that that is clearly mentioned in the Bible, right? Okay, we so you yes, we obviously know that the siege <coughs> of, La of what? Siege of Lachish. La yes, of course we all know that. Yes, we all, yes, Garrett, we all know about the siege. See, here's the danger is that <laughs> like, wow. I know this much. <laughs> I know this much and it, it, it makes me sound uh, smarter than I am. Uh, but I have the benefit of being around other smart people here. Yeah, and right. so some of it kind of comes over on my side and my brain will absorb a little bit of, a little bit, of it. But I know that... Um, that that battle is briefly mentioned in scripture, very briefly. Um, I, it may yeah. just be a sentence. I, I would be the one saying, "Hey Siri, where is siege of Lachish mentioned it, it, in the Bible?" You know. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, maybe we maybe we can look that up. But okay. um, then you have the arrowheads that are there, it from the siege of Lachish, and so you you have these things where, and it isn't always. Um, it's like, oh, well, here's, here's this, and the Bible talks about this, thus it's true, or, or whatever. It's just those little examples that we do, and I think that the museum does a great job of catering to Christians of many different bents, um, you know, whether your denomination is a Presbyterian or a Catholic or what have you, um, but laying the facts out and saying, here's what the Bible says, Here's the, here's the proof that we see that lines up exactly with that, right? And so we're not necessarily telling people this is what you should right. believe, but we are believing in the truth that these things absolutely happened mm. and that this is the word of God. Okay, so that, that's another very interesting thing to me. To, to build a place like this in Washington, D.C., not a cheap place to live or to build, and then to say, okay, how do I make sure I have the right mindset mm. where I am focusing on the word of God for all people. 
yeah. without being a universalist. Yes, yeah. And at the same time saying, we're gonna, can, do you know much about that process on how you guys have I, I at know, least enough to talk about it a um, little bit? I could probably talk about it a little bit, only because, not because I shouldn't talk about it, but because I just don't know okay. enough. But I do know that it is a lot of work. I know that. Yeah, I see. It's hard for me traveling yeah. and speaking in different churches. Yeah. I can't imagine right. when you're when you're trying to get, I mean, I, I'm, it's, I'm gonna it's, stop because I'm like, I don't know how I will and, do it. And I, I will say, I will say, as you are never going to please everyone, yeah. period, the end. You our, mean people trying to tell you guys what you're doing wrong? Amazing, here? right? <laughs> um, our guest surveys will tell us that. Our, wow. I read, so our, our customer service team and our guest relations team, that's, that's all my team. Um, and I read every single comment that gets left every wow. month. Um, and it's amazing. And, it, and it's, uh, I would say it is 95%, 90% positive. Good. And then the other 5% is, here are all the things that you have done wrong and you clearly don't understand and <laughs> so on and so forth. It's all, it's all of that, right? Um, and you know, I can't sit here and say that maybe there isn't like a nugget over the past five years where somebody maybe has gotten it right um, or that our team maybe hasn't changed something. But so much research um, mm. and study have uh, an intention have gone into putting this place together um, that most of those comments just you have to let them roll uh, you're not going to please everyone um, and well I mean frankly we know we're not going to please everyone <laughs> <laughs> right and so, true, so it yeah. is a fine line it is a fine line and uh, we do we have we have great partners um, in the Catholic faith and the in the Protestant faith um, in the Jewish faith, we have great partners in all of those that love what we're doing here and they understand, they get it. They get that this isn't the Jewish museum right. or the Catholic museum or the Protestant museum or what have you. It's but the Bible museum. It is, it is the Bible museum and we are doing our absolute best to lay out the facts. And what I find is that it lends context to me. So it helps in sort of the apologetic mm. when we're talking about did these things happen in real time yeah. and things like that? There is an apologetic there. Um, so there's all, there's all kinds of ways that, that you can provide that apologetic. And this is just one of the ways I, I find that going to Israel, <clears throat> you know, the, the line is you'll never read your Bible the same way ever again, which right. is very true. It's true. Like that, that's a cliche. It's cliche for a reason. Um, I, find, I find it's very similar. Um, I find it in a similar way. It's not all it's not completely similar. I find in a similar way when you come to Museum of the Bible, if you're coming here with that mind to really read and spend mm -hmm. time here, not just you're here for an hour and you leave, you will walk away with the same feeling. Wow. It will yeah. lend the same feeling because we are helping to put in context, like color in, you know, where it's black and white a little bit, and you'll leave understanding a bit more about your Bible and you you will read it differently. I mean, yeah. I I have. Um, and, I mean, I'm, we, and I'm not super smart, so. <laughs> you are. Yeah. When you see those arrowheads and it turns it, for me, let me tell you, I was here just a few weeks ago yeah. and um, it, it does, it's just another reminder that that's not just a, that's not just a story. Correct. It's an account. Yeah. I know our, our mutual friend, Ken Ham, he got yes. a, 
he goes crazy when you use the word Bible <laughs> stories. And he's like, stop. Sto- I can't even do an Australian accent. Are you good at Australian? Stop talking about Bible stories. They're, it's not. Hey, a, that's almost British. I don't that's know. good. You've Is been hanging out with him a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's not Bible stories. Just like it's not Bible characters. And I catch myself doing that all I've the time. I've never put that together. They are not characters. These are real people, real time. Because a character, yeah. oh my goodness, a character. Character is somebody that somebody somebody has written that somebody has made up. That's a, yeah, these they may have been people. characters, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. Who's the guy who would wrote his chariot? Uh, crazy. Looks like Jehu, another guy who wrote his chariot. <laughs> right. He seemed like a crazy. Yeah, I kind of identify with that guy. Yeah. Anyway, no, but I agree. I agree. We have to be. Um, words matter. Yes. Language matters. We live in 2023, where sometimes language and words don't seem to have much meaning anymore. Um, but it matters. Yeah. Uh, you know, our, our, our ancestors thought that they mattered because they do. And so I think we do have to be careful with the words we're using, especially when we're describing the word of God. Totally agree. Well, I, I need to let my Facebook and YouTube audience go. Guys, thanks for hanging out with me. I just want you to know you can come over to creationtoday.org and finish this conversation with us. I want to ask Garrett about, oh. am I allowed to ask you about Dr. Jordan Peterson? Because uh, I saw him on a Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> after he had come to Museum of the Bible. I just walked through the Museum of the Bible in Washington. That was very cool. It's a very cool museum. So this tr- Oh, my goodness. I was shocked. So am I allowed to ask about that in a minute? You can. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> if you want to join us, come on over to creationtoday.org, and we'll talk about Jordan Peterson's visit to Museum of the Bible. And I want to keep going on the preservation of the Word of God. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. I look forward to seeing you next week live right here Wednesday at noon. Um, and uh, and we'll, uh, we'll continue another conversation that we pray will sharpen and disciple you because uh, we just want to reach the world one person at a time, and it's working right now with you. God bless you.